Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Pastor's delivery of the word. SNBC family, we invite you to join us every Tuesday for marriage ministry classes from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. via Zoom. Get tips and tools and trustworthy feedback from the word of God and godly couples. Don't miss your blessing.
at St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Question is, when you're standing at a crossroad, what do you do? When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You hold on. You hold on. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. 
the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, it's going to be all right. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Where do you turn? Where do you turn? When there's nowhere else to turn. When there's nowhere else to turn. What do you do? What do you do? When there's nothing left to do. When there's nothing left to do. Where, where do, you go? do you go? When there's nowhere else to go. When there's nowhere else to go. What do you do? What do you do? When there's nothing left to do. When there's nothing left to do. You're in the master's hands. You're in the master's hands. And the master has a plan. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, it's going to get better. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Don't give up. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Come on, everybody. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. He has worked it out before. He has worked it out before. And he will work it out again. He will work it out again. So trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Say victory is mine. Come on, tell them. Victory is yours. Tell them again, they didn't hear you. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. And if you really believe it, tell everybody, victory is ours. Victory is ours. God is going to see you through. Victory is ours. shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, Curios, 
to the glory of God. And he's Lord. He's our hope. Hallelujah. He's our redeemer. He's our transformer. He's our dedication. And he's our deliverer. We praise the name of Jesus. Amen. And just be still and know that he's God. God already has enacted his plan for your life. And just trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. It's not your job to work out your life. It's his job to work out your life. Just trust him. Can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. And we greet you in all uh, genuine form that we are praying for you and your family, your kids, your grandkids, praying that all of you would be safe during this pandemic, that you would trust Jesus daily. Do not fear. Just have faith in Christ. And he's our hope. He's our healer. Amen. And we are steadfast in him, in him alone. Thank you for your Lord. Uh, thank, thank Jesus for his lordship. Thank you, amen, for being followers of this great, great fellowship. Amen. And I can tell you, there's no shame to those that trust him. He will pull you out. He's worthy of all praise, glory, honor, and adoration. And during this pandemic, remain uh, obedient to the instructions given to us. A- amen. To wear masks in public and wash your hands and stay our distance and we will get through this. This is not the first time nor the last time that we will be in a situation that we have to trust Jesus. It's going to be okay. Calm down and just look to the hills from which cometh your help. Those of you that have been faithful, we thank God for you financially. Continue to support this ministry. Amen. By sending your tides in online and then mail them in the P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Pastor loves you. And today our operative word is duplication. Duplication, which is in fact, amen, uh, God's, listen, definition, demonstration, and dedication of discipleship. Discipleship is what we're dealing with today. And uh, everyone that goes to church is not a disciple. Amen. They come to a place, we follow a person. I want to deal with discipleship in its entirety, uh, as far as I at least understand it. And discipleship is a discipline, listen, it's a discipline of duplication. The word disciple means to mimic. We mimic Jesus Christ. It is a duplication. It, it is, listen, and discipleship, amen, is not only a duplication, it is a transference, listen, of teaching and tutorship. It is a transformation, hallelujah, it is a transparency, listen, of truth and not just tradition. And finally, it is a transformation of triumph and tranquility. 
So when we look at this matter called discipleship, amen, we uh, see a guidance, a growth, and a governing of one's life. That God takes us into deep waters to develop us with a dedication to him. Amen. To him. I've, I've been in church all my life, but I wasn't a disciple. Amen. I went to church. I went to a place of worship. We had a great time. I heard great sermons, but I was not committed, listen, to a person. I was committed to a program. And, and, and one of the things that we, in fact, begin to see is that in this matter of duplication, of discipleship, it is just interesting that he challenges us through chastenings and through conflict, and he brings comfort as we are taught, amen, how to follow Jesus the Christ. I'm, 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 I'm just uh, filled up because I can remember when I became a disciple of Jesus. Amen. And, and, and so one of the things that uh, we see in this matter of duplication, amen, and, and, and this is why you have carnal Christians and you have spiritual Christians. You have people who have a form and people who have a faith. You, you have people who have a walk and you have people who have a talk. Can I get a witness? You, you have people who are trained to be in a certain place once a week and you have people who daily, daily are dedicated to the triumphant walk with Jesus Christ. That, that is, child of God, when we begin spiritually, uh, uh, to look at this discipleship, this 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 proper, amen, uh, fellowship, fellowship, uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, for a life of obedience and outcome and our outlook, uh, we we see certain characteristics that we need to pull up. That when we look at this matter of discipleship. Amen. Discipleship is that God, through Jesus, raises up circumstances to fashion our faith. Amen. He facilitates us to follow, amen, his whole dynamic plan for our lives. And ultimately, he makes us faithful to the end. Three critical characteristics of a disciple. And while, and while we are matriculating through this, you, you've, you've got to ask yourself, am I a true, listen, disciple mimicker? Am I a duplicate of Jesus? Amen. And, 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 and so one of the things that we, we begin to see in these three characteristics, first, in, in Matthew chapter 4, after his Listen, after his baptism and after his testing or temptation by Satan, Jesus, amen, begins his ministry at 30 years old. He's 30 years old. He begins his ministry. And chapter 4, verse 18 says, amen. And I want to grab this first point of discipleship because 
Amen. Pastoring here 34, going on 34 years. I, I, I've seen people who are disciples. They don't get, listen, a true disciple does not get blown away by trials. A true disciple learns how to pray, learns, amen, how, listen, how to be steadfast and unmovable. A true disciple has strength in the midst of struggle. A true disciple has focus in the midst of, amen, their fractures. A true disciple doesn't quit. They're not a victim. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come, hallelujah, in the morning. And so one of the things that we see is this, in this uh, true disciple is a transference of teaching and tutorship. That is, the purpose is you and I become a pupil of Jesus Christ. Now, 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 let me stop Paul's apart because uh, this discipleship, a disciple first follows faithfully the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Kaleo, he calls us. He calls us. You, you, you got to have a sense of calling that God is calling you to him. Amen. You're not left up to yourself. You don't follow the world's identity. You don't follow the world's entertainment. You don't follow the world's greed. You don't follow the world's sin. You've been called out, ek, out, 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 out and from and then to. We've been called out of darkness and translated into his marvelous light. And as you are called and as you go, Amen. We are saved by calling. God calls us from. God calls us to. And once we are called and we have a sense of his calling, we, we no longer want to, listen, follow the world. God does all that on the inside. Do I have a witness? That is, he calls us into a new life of faith and fellowship with Jesus, amen, is Lord. And as he called his first disciples, and I want you to see this in Matthew 4.18, turn with me. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, amen, uh, saw two brethren, two brothers, amen, Simon called Peter, and the word Simon means weak one, the word Peter means a little rock stone and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers now the first two disciples Simon and Andrew were casting their nets metaphorically when we are called into discipleship we are called to cast cast the gospel of Jesus Christ we are committed to casting nets as we become fishers of men. It blows my mind when church folk don't want to witness. It blows my mind when church folk don't want to learn the word of God. It blows my mind when church folk don't want commitment to Jesus. They just want enough to get into heaven and not hell. But they don't want to go all the way. And, and this is why... We have no peace. This is why we are fragmented. This is why we can't have victory 
because we want to do this thing halfway. Uh, do I have a witness? They were casting their nets into the sea. Amen. For they were fisher, fish, they were fishers. Amen. And he saith unto them, follow me. Now stop, pause and part. Don't follow church tradition. Don't follow concepts. Don't follow man's theology. Follow me. You're following, hallelujah, a person. Ah, you're following a person. You're following a person. You're following a person. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This is significant. God is not changing the characteristics of what they did. He's changing the focus of what they will do. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Now, 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 uh, let, me, let me go on in verse 20. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Now, now if you're going to be a disciple, you've got to leave something. You can't carry everything with you you had in the world. You can't carry everything with you. They had a fishing business. They left it for Jesus. What are you leaving for Jesus? They, 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 they left. They followed him. And uh, going on from, there, from thence, he saw two other brethren, two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. Not only are we called, listen, to cast, we're called to mend. Lord have mercy. We're called to mend people's lives through the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Do I have a witness? They were mending their nets and he's called them and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Now let me let me let me let me, let me pull up and park. What are some of the characteristics of fishermen? Ah, the characteristics of my personality did not change. I, I am the, I have the same characteristics as I had in the world. God just refocused it. A fisherman has patience when he throws the line into the water. He knows no fish is going to bite immediately. He has persistence. He's going to sit there maybe for hours. He has a predetermination. He's going to catch something. The same characteristics were in these fishermen. And Jesus just comes into our lives and changes focus into faith. Raymond Gordon, just as you were passionate about playing baseball, just as you were passionate about sports, just as you were passionate about this and about that, I'm going to refocus the passion to my person. What a God. See, I, I am of the persuasion that we bring nothing to Christ. We are saved by grace, love we don't deserve, and mercy, not giving us what we do deserve. God has done it all. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. 
Jesus does it all. I'm tired of folk trying to take credit. Well, I had a high GPA and I, I graduated with a master's and a doctor. Ah, I throw it out the window. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? That is, and I commend you guys for finishing school, getting your degrees, being smart. But it's Jesus. It's all Jesus. Without me, John 15, 5, you can do nothing. And we, we need to understand that even the refocusing of our focus and our faith and our fortitude came from him. He called us out and he called us into. Look at the prepositions. He called us from, he called us to. Thank you, Jesus, for your calling. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so there, there is a transference, listen to this, of teaching and tutorship. Amen. A parent is called to teach and tutor their children. Bring up a child in the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart. A coach teaches and tutors his players. Military teaches and tutors, tutors soldiers. There, there is a whole format of discipline and teaching that we must, in fact, learn. In the church, discipleship classes are there to teach and tutor us in spiritual things, how to live. And, 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 and once we, hallelujah, are wooed by God to a new walk, a new will, a new way, new wisdom, New watchfulness, new worship. I don't worship God the way I used to worship God. I was just quiet in church and, you know, once in a while raised my hand at a good song. Now my heart is stirred up. My soul is agitated. Can I get a witness? Because I know him. Lord have mercy. I know him, the Lord of glory. His name is Jesus the Christ. And so, and so Jesus began these, uh, uh, this, this tutorship to his disciples. And let me say this to you, discipleship is costly. It takes self-denunciation. Mm. It's a selfless character to become a disciple. It takes determination. Yeah. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him, here it is, and this is why the whole church can't be a disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross, selfless suffering, and follow me, where I am their sufficiency. Everybody can't come to that point. Not at least not immediately. Sometimes it takes trials and trouble, amen, to drive us to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus began with 70 disciples, but 58 of them turned back. Jesus turned to the 12 and said, will you also leave? Peter said, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Isn't it interesting that there, there is a transference, amen, of teaching and tutorship. 
And I got to say this, that since I've been saved, I've been under the teachings of Scripture, doctrinally. I've been under the tutorship of the deliverer. Where we are convicted, we are committed, hallelujah, we go on in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. That, that, that this duplication, this mimicking of Christ, amen, draws us in closer in John 17. You can look at it some other time when Jesus was in his uh, 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 great prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed for himself, Father, give me back the glory I had with you from the beginning, the out with Shekinah. Then he prayed for his disciples. I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but I'm praying that you would protect them while they're in the world. There's a, there's a certain degree. Then he prayed for the whole church. There's a certain degree of precedence to those who have committed themselves to Jesus. Most important thing for me is to witness to you the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, the gospel of grace, that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, rose again. He's God's son, son of God. He's got all power. These are not just words. This is an invitation to glory. Amen. And uh, so when we begin to look at this, yeah, this transference of teaching and tutorship, we begin to see his purpose for me as a pupil. God frustrates our former life. And we move on into green pastures as we grow and we are guided and we bring glory to his name. Thank God. Every pastor is not a disciple. Every teacher is not a disciple. Every ministry leader is not a disciple. A disciple has left something and pursued the person of Jesus. Wow. Mm. Duplication, not, imp- not, not imitation, duplication of the Savior. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be Christ-like in the way I talk, in the way I think, in the way I reason, in the way I believe, in the way I wait, in the way, in the way I love. Oh, God. He had 12 disciples and one was a devil. Secondly, and I want to get to the meat of this word, in discipleship, not only is there a transference of teaching and tutorship, there is, listen, and you, you need to hear this, There's a transparency of truth and not tradition. Now, uh, people that are traditionalists, thank God you come to church, but you come to church and you get out of the parking lot and you get into the church and you start turning on your religion. Disciples don't do that. Disciples... 
come to church with their faith. Uh, a discipleship is not trying to follow a program, looking at their watch to the end, they're there to exalt a person, to thank and praise him for his lordship. Hallelujah, O Lamb of God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, intrinsically good, and his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You ought to come with a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of praise, a heart, ah, a heart that knows that God turned you around. Hallelujah. Now, now it, 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 it is here, and, and, and this is not the pupil and the, and, and the purpose, but the principles. When we start learning truth, truth defies much of our thinking. True truth. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. There's a continuance. And you shall come to know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, there's a lot of folk in church don't know the truth. We, we are open to Satan's lies. We are open to our fractured feelings. We are open to our historical hurts. We are open to speculation. No, 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 no. I've got truth from the truth bearer. That is, when we begin to look at the effects of these personal changes in our lives, how God is able to change our feelings, to change the values of our lives, Lord have mercy, to give us an inner tranquility, amen, uh, uh, the, these principles teaches us how to be godly, how to please God. Uh, he gives us grace, love we don't deserve. Seek, he said, if you seek my face, you'll find it when you seek it with all your heart. Seek me early. I'll give you grace. I'll give you guidance. I'll give you more humility. Seek me and learn of my ways. In that great chapter of Matthew 11, on turn, come unto me, all ye that are laboring and are heavy laden with sin, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me. For my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. That, that is, that as we begin to learn these principles, and that's why the psalmist David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. They are light to my feet and lamp unto my pathway. David understood the expensive view of God's word in our lives. That 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 these 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 so-called these these not so-called these principles, Jesus, Amen, deals with this famous sermon on the mount, in which this large crowd came to hear him preach his first sermon. And the Bible says they walked away astonished. 
Why? Because he taught with authority. He didn't teach with speculation. He taught with authority. Ah, that, that is the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount in, in chapter 5 of Matthew. The Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus, amen. Uh, and after seeing the multitudes, he went up to a mountain. And when he, amen, was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, now listen to this, the, what we call the Beatitudes, characteristics of the kingdom. Blessed, that means happy. Blessed are they, listen, blessed are the poor in spirit, key word, in spirit, in your spirit. The poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, this, this is truth, transparency of truth, not tradition. Amen. Jesus is teaching, happy are the ones who can, watch this now, happy are the ones who can recognize the bankruptcy of their person. I'm bankrupt. I need help. I need healing. Seeing, amen, your total dependence upon God. God says the only way you're going to be happy is to see a need for me. You've got to come to a point where you see a need for me, not to be rich, not to be famous, not to be prideful. No, you need me in your life. And then he goes on to say, blessed are the poor in spirit, seeing your uh, insufficiencies, amen, for Jesus, amen, to come in and make changes. I, I have to stop pausing part because I remember back years ago when I came to a point after going to continuous Bible study that I started yearning for change. I yearned for God to help me become righteous. I yearned! For God to step into this mess and be my medicine to become a miracle. I remember that. And I kept on yearning and I kept on crying and I kept on praying. God didn't come instantaneously. But it was through truth, not tradition, that I saw Christ different on Sundays than everyone else did. That, that is, child of God, he says... Blessed, happy are they who are, uh, hallelujah, amen, uh, uh, who, who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, I want to be right. I'm not right. I keep doing wrong, but I want to be right. There's a hunger and a thirst after righteousness. Everybody that comes to church doesn't have it. 
churches on Sunday, typically from 11 to 1, and then from 2 on the rest of the week, me, myself, and I. That's not discipleship. That's deception. That's, that's why people come to church and say, praise the Lord, and then go outside and cuss on my help. That's why people can come to church and play righteous, but live unrighteously. They're not, listen, convicted by their sins. When you are walking with the master, when you are a disciple, you want to please him and not yourself. Ah, blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meek means power under control. That I'm living under the control of the Holy Spirit. There was a time in my life I had no control. I was cracked. I was messed up. So Jesus on the Mount of uh, Amen, he preaches this sermon to the people Blessed are they, amen, who continues in Christ. More or less, the whole chapter is about being happy. How do we find tranquility? We find it in Jesus. His challenge to the woman at the well was interesting. Go call your husband. I have no husband. You've had five husbands, and the man you're with now is not your husband. The woman was looking for fulfillment in a man. Jesus said, your only fulfillment is in me. We are only fulfilled in Christ. And there's so many Christians, they're saved. They're just not disciples. So many Christians are looking for fulfillment in this world, and there is none. They're looking for fulfillment in themselves. There is none. They're looking for fulfillment in their careers. There is none. Our only fulfillment is in Christ and him crucified. Paul said, I want to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, for that is the power of God. My God. So when we begin to look at this matter of truth, Jesus was teaching from the Beatitudes characteristics of the kingdom that brings happiness and contentment, and then he moves to what we call similitudes, which are metaphors of our effect on an ungodly world. Ye are the salt of the earth. Now, 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 assault does at least two, two, two to three things. Assault is a preserver and assault is an enhancer. When you want to enhance the taste of your food, you put a little salt on it. When you want to preserve food, they used to have salt houses down south. They put meat in, even in the summertime, and it would preserve. We are preservers and we are enhancers to people's lives. Lord, have mercy. That, that is 
Uh, Peter said in Acts, at a man begging on the side of the road, Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Ooh. That, that is, child of God, when you begin to look at salt, then light. Light is illumination. Amen. And, and then Jesus says, I am the fulfillment of the law. Now, 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 please listen to this. We're under truth and we're under transparency of truth. Jesus said, he goes through this long legacy of, of, of the word. He said, it has been said of old tradition, but I say unto you truth. He differentiates who he is versus what they have learned over the centuries. Uh, he deals with subjects like murder. It has been said, thou shalt not murder, but I say unto you, if you hate someone, you've already murdered them. Because Jesus now is homing in on the heart, not on just the outward function of sin. He deals with murder. He deals, Lord have mercy, with adultery, it has been said, and this one got me for years, it has been said that uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I said to you, if you look at a woman and lust after her in your heart, you've already committed it. Wow, Lord. How in the world am I going to make it? If that right eye offend thee, plug it out. If the right hand, cut it off. Not literally. Don't cut your hand off and pluck your eye out this morning. He's dealing with the fact that we need his lordship in our lives. He deals with divorce. <sighs> yeah. Torn flesh. He deals with uh all kinds of sin and he deals with prayer he deals amen in this long discussion he deals with us judging others he deals with the golden rule that the world will know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another see love is God's signal that you are walking with the Savior. All this hatred and anger and racism and social unrest and violence and mess is because they don't have the love of God in them. They're deceived. When you love Jesus, you love others. You may not agree with them, but you love them. You can love your neighbor as yourself Love will cover a multitude of sins. That's why married couples can't make it. They, they don't have that innate love of the spirit. They, how are you going to love somebody and you're angry with them? How are you going to love somebody, amen, and you don't want to put up with them? How are you going to, I'm preaching up in this place. How are you going to love somebody when you got your own agendas? Love, learning, that leads 
to liberty. There, there is, listen, there is in the multitude of these teachings of beatitudes, similitudes, amen, and metaphors of how we affect the unsaved, a transparency of truth and not tradition. I'm not a traditionalist. I come to church and when I feel that tradition is, and all tradition is not bad, but when I feel that, you know, tradition is heightened over truth, I reject it. No, what does the Bible say? What does the Lord say? Because the word is God-breathed, infallible, and is given by God for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness that the man, woman of God may be thoroughly furnished. Second Timothy 3.16. Unto good works. Truth transforms my mind. Lord have mercy. It tutors me. It trains me to be a mimicker of Jesus Christ. And there are times and days I struggle to be a mimicker of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I get frustrated with being a mimicker and I just start giving somebody a piece of my mind. And God, God comes along and says, no, go back to love, learning, and liberty. Be patient. Be a fisherman. Be persistent. Be predetermined with someone else. Lord, have mercy. That, that is, it is a duplication of transference of teaching and tutorship. I know growing up in my home in the 50s is interesting. We were taught to obey rules, which is absent today. Rule, we have rules and relationships. Amen. And I look back now and laugh, but I understood and I understand what they were up to. A child is seen, not heard. Now, now that sounds really cool. I'm not raising my kids like that. Well, there's some truth to that. Children should stay in a, child, a child's place. Amen. You did not come too familiar with your parents. You didn't call them by their first name. You didn't say, come on, let's go to the club and get high together. You, you did not... Yeah, I'm messing up now. You weren't interested in, they weren't interested in relevance. They were interested in righteousness. Now you can go overboard with that. Be hard. But we had models. Yeah. We had mimickers. We we had parents who made us obey authority thank you Jesus and then my seven years in the military that was even more obedience to authority you didn't have no opinions you, you took you, you, you got an order you carried it out that man wasn't concerned about you agreeing with him all of that taught me how to become humble hungry for truth. Thank you, Jesus. That is this mimicker, this true disciple, this, this disciplinary action 
where God, by process, comes along and there is a transference of teaching and transference of tutorship. I've had people come back to me in this church and say, boy, I learned more under you in three months than I have in 40 years. That is a transference. That, that's no credit to me. That's credit to the Holy Spirit. That's a transference of teaching and tutorship. It's also a transparency of truth and not tradition. Mm. But finally, and I want to deal with this, that uh, discipleship is us forging ahead. It is, amen, a tranquility of triumph as God holds us to be faithful for life. Faithful for life. That's why God came back to Peter in John 21. And as they were fishing, they said, we, they, he said, have you caught anything? Children. He called them children. We've toiled all night and caught nothing. God can determine what you catch, when you catch it and how you catch it. He said, throw the net on the other side. Now, he wasn't talking about a, 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 a cruise ship. He was talking about a little rowboat. Throw the net on the other side. There's a school of fish that have been programmed to wait for you to throw the net on their side. And they took in close to 158 different kinds of fish, which some relate to nations. We've been called to the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And they got excited, and Peter recognized Jesus. Stop, Paul's and Park. It takes trouble to recognize Jesus. He said, It's the Lord. And they swam, and, and Jesus had fish, amen, uh, uh, cooking. And, and after they fellowship, after they had food, after they had fun, Jesus turned to Peter and said, Peter, lovest thou more than me than these? Lovest you agape me? Is your godly love more than your fishing business? Is your godly love more than the other disciples? Because Peter bragged, I'll never leave you. But he denied him three times. Jesus was rebuilding Peter. Do you agape me more than these? Peter said, I phileo you. I have a friendship love. No, do you agape me? No, I phileo you. Okay, do you phileo me? Then phileo me. He said, and Peter, when you are converted, feed my sheep. Oh, Lord. Raymond Gordon, when you grow up, become mature. When there is a transference of my teaching and tutorship. When there is, Lord have mercy, a trans. Watch, watch this now. A transparency of my truth, not tradition, and testings. And testings. And testings. And trials. And tribulations. When you forge ahead with transformation and tranquility, 
When you come to a point where you understand my power in your life. Because in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus called all his disciples together and gave them power over every unclean spirit. Now let me stop pausing. You and I have no power. Power comes from the Lord. Power to persuade. Power to protect. Power to perform. Power comes from Jesus. All power. When he got up the third day, he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Lord have mercy. He wasn't Jesus in heaven. He was the Logos, the Word. He now is 100% divine, 100% human. He's got all power in his hands. When he died, First Peter tells us he went to hell and preached to the spirits that were in Tartarus. Uh, the, the, these were the angel, fallen angels that kept not their first estate, Genesis 6. Amen. And, but they went after human flesh and God chained them up in Tartarus. Jesus went down and said, I told you so. Can I get a witness? He, he preached to the spirits in Sheol. He appeared in the upper room, walked through the walls. Thank you, Jesus. And he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Do I have a witness? He showed them his nail prints in his hands and his feet, the hole in his side. Do I have a witness? He had power. He gave the power to his disciples. He said, cast out all demons, heal all sicknesses, but only go to the house, the lost house of Israel. Do not go to the Gentiles. Lord, have mercy. Many theologians believe that Paul should have been that 12th disciple when Judas hung himself. They made Matthias the 12th disciple. You hear no more about Matthias. And Paul says, I was one born out of due time. Paul had the power. Do I have a witness? He gave them power. I'm amazed, Brother Arnold, Sister Arnold, I'm amazed, Marcus, I'm amazed, uh, Reverend Jackson, I'm amazed, Rodney, that God has given me power not to live in pollution. He's given me power uh, to be maturely perfected in his word. He's given me power, Lord have mercy, to be persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I got power this morning. Power to pray. Power. Uh, power, 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 power. God gives the Power to help others persuade, be persuaded in the counsel of his word. Power. Thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and child of God, when you and I uh, become true disciples of Jesus Christ, we can't live a lie. 
I can't have a double life. I'm preaching up in this place. I, I can't be in Christ and out of Christ. I can't be in sin and out of sin. I can't be deceptive. I'm preaching up in this place when I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm tuned in to the transmission of the Holy Spirit. I do I have a witness? And whatever I need, he will fulfill. And wherever I go, he'll meet me there. And wherever I don't have, he will provide. Can I get a witness? And when I get tired, frustrated, want to throw the towel in, he will be my strength. Yes, he will. In a time of struggle. He'll never leave me, nor forsake me. He'll never put me down. Do I have a witness? I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple of the most high God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for the power. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, the transference of teaching and tutorship. You got to sit under the word. You got to have gifted teachers in Jesus instructing you how to live, how to think, how to seek, how to pray, how to have a glorious and godly marriage, Uh, how to give your tithes, how to meet the Lord daily in fellowship, in prayer, how to give up your personal interests. Lord, not my will, but may thine will be done. There's a transference of teaching and tutorship. There is. Transparency of truth and not tradition. With testings. I've been tested for many years. Tested to increase my faith. Tested to enhance my focus. Tested to give me fortitude. Tested to give me a finish. Hallelujah. In Christ. And I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. Stronger this morning than I was last week. Stronger. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And a transformation of tranquility and triumph. Thank you, Jesus. As Paul said at the liberation of his greatest sermon, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I am a disciple of the Most High God. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm a mimicker. I am living for Jesus and not for myself. Lord, what is it? you would have me to do. Be a disciple of Jesus and he will lead you into peaceful green pastures. God bless you. Have a great day and we love you in Jesus. Amen.
Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment form. SNBC family, we invite you to join us every Tuesday for marriage ministry classes from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. via Zoom. Get tips and tools and trustworthy feedback from the word of God and godly couples. Don't miss your blessing. upon you and a thousand 
generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations